1: This is the Thursday show to everyone, so uh, we're just uh A-day Eve Eve. That's what we'll call it.
0: I like that. I once knew a girl named Eve. She was she was A-Day. But anyway, I didn't really. I just I thought that would work as a joke and it failed miserably. This episode It did, and you- and her name was Eve and then you said a
1: day, which is one letter short of Adam. So it was a lot of religious overtones to your joke.
0: Yeah, a lot of religious overtones, no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's just how I, that's how I roll, religious jokes all the time. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Jimmy, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. I'll talk to everybody about Rock Auto here in just a little bit. Uh, but for right now, let's let's talk a little bit about a day and what we're expecting here. Um, what are what are you expecting, Jimmy? Uh, that's the best question I have.
1: It's a good question. It's a good question. This is a
0: look. The
1: Assuming the traditional format and there's no reason to think that it won't be. But assuming the traditional format, the first team offense will play the second team defense the first-team defense will play the second-team offense. Um, and, then, and then they fill in the rosters with everyone else. The threes and the scrubs just sort of fill in on, uh, on both teams. So I always look at, you know, to me, in terms of how the game will shake out, to me I always just ask, okay, what's better and deeper, the offense or the defense? And there's no question to me that the first-team Uh, The defense is ahead of the offense. They have to be. I mean, they just have the most experience, uh, the most older kids. uh, I would even argue to some extent maybe even more talent. But I think in terms of a deep dive into what's going to happen, I think the most dominant unit on the field, I mean, the second team defense, the second team defense is actually pretty good. Because they got some dudes over there. I mean, the second-team defense, a lot of those guys – I mean, put it this way. The second-team defense, one of the middle linebackers is going to be Shane Lee. The outside linebackers are like Drew Sanders and Chris Braswell. These are really good players. The second-team defense has like Daniel Wright at safety. And the corners are Kool-Aid, McKinstry, and Marcus Banks, who are good players. So the defense is just deeper. The worst unit on the field is definitely the second offense. I mean, the first offense has its own issues, but they do get to play the second-team defense. I think the second-team offense is, quote, so bad that and, – and, and keep in mind, who does the second offense play? The first defense. I, I just don't see how the second offense is going to score and move the ball with any consistency against that first-team offense – I mean, first-team defense. So. The first-team defense, which is usually the white team, uh, first-team defense, uh, I I think wins this game because the second offense just won't be able to move the ball. So, again, I'm assuming the traditional format under Saban, and if that's the case, I expect the white to win behind the first-team defense, almost shutting out the second offense. But that's my overview of what's likely to happen in the game and the scoreboard.
0: Yeah, uh, there's not gonna there's not gonna be any funky scorekeeping with this thing, right? I mean, it's just traditional scoring, right? That's the way
1: under Saban. I think it's always been. If they changed up a year or two, I don't
0: recall that. But
1: I, man, under Saban, look, this is like the fifteenth A day under Saban, the fifteenth.
0: That's crazy. Okay, I just want to be sure. Um, I, you know, A day is not something that's. Stops- you know, unless you want to remember, you know, a lot of dudes who stood out in 8A and then never really panned out. Although TJ Yeldon was an 8A standout and he ended up being okay. Uh, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about uh, Rock Auto. Rockauto.com is where you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need. All the parts your car will ever need. That is not just Saying stuff that's not lip service. They, you can maybe get lip service there if you want it for your car. I don't know. Maybe you need it for your car. I don't know. I don't. I don't know a lot about cars. Rock Auto does though. You don't need to uh call me or Jimmy for car info. You need to go to RockAuto.com. When you no, don't do that the box, yeah, don't, don't don't call us. But go to Rock Auto. Trust us on this. I've been to their site. I've ordered things. Very easy to navigate. So much less expensive than say buying something uh, at the local box store or going to your mechanic and he's like, yeah, you need a new Johnson rod. Oh, okay. Well, how much is that? 4,500. Oh, well, uh, first of all, that doesn't exist. And secondly, um, it's not, shouldn't be 4,500 if it did, but if it did exist, rock auto would have it for like a fraction of that price. Go check out rockauto.com. They want to help you get all the parts your car will ever need. All right, Jimmy. Um, Speaking of second-team offense, I think some of the buzz is around Jalen Milrow, who might be eventually the second-team quarterback, right?
1: Yeah, I think eventually. just just. And by the way, some of my – I'm assuming, and, and it is an assumption because we don't know at the time we're taping this, I'm assuming the second-team quarterback is going to be Paul Tyson. Uh, he has been number two in terms of the second-team quarterback, this entirety of the spring, if that changes, it would, it would more likely be due to injury to Paul or, or literally Milro beating him out, you know, last practice or two of the spring, which I don't rule out, by the way. But I expect Paul will be number two. And this is what's interesting to me, Luke. I mean, assuming Nick does this, and, and obviously this whole podcast so far has been a hell of a lot of assuming. But the way I like it is if Bryce is the first team, so he's with, the, he's with the, you know, the white offense, and Paul is the second team, so he's with the red, the crimson offense, then who are you going to put Milrow with? Because Milrow can then play on either side as the third guy. And my feeling is he's going to play on Bryce's team, because now we're going to get a longer look with Milrow playing with the starters or, or what amounts to the starters as they are today. And then we'd be getting a real look at what Milrow can do because if Milrow is just Paul Tyson's backup and plays with the number two offense against the starting defense, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tall hill. I mean, that's a mountain to climb right there. But if he plays with the starters, we might get a more fair look at what Milrow – what his talent is and, and what it looks like when, when when he can really let it go. So I hope – it's it's the first thing I'm going to look for when the roster is, annou- is announced, Luke, is you no know, Bryce will be the quarterback on one team and Paul will be the quarterback on the other. Which team is Milrow on? And I hope he's on Bryce's team because I would like to watch Milrow play a chunk of the game with the starters – and in terms of what individuals that people should look for, I put Milrow at the top of the list. And not because I think Milrow will be our starting quarterback this fall. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is that I am excited for all of our fans to see Jalen Milrow play. So everyone can start agreeing with me <laughs> that, uh, that we have an incredibly bright future with Jalen Milrow as our quarterback whenever
0: that happens. Yeah, I saw a picture of him recently, as I'm sure many of you did on Bama Online. I mean, he looks like he buys parts from rockauto.com so that he can eat them. I mean, he is built <laughs> like a 67 Chevy, man. Well, like Hertz.
1: I mean, I'm never going to stop saying it because it's so true. You know, Jalen Hurts didn't show up skinny and put on weight. Jalen Hurts showed up a Texas... A Texas weightlifting champion, <laughs> you know yeah. Milrow is is big and strong like that. I mean Jalen Jalen could squat as much as our lineman, and I I, I'm a, I assure you I don't know what Milro's best best uh, apparatus is in the weight room, but I I bet Milro lifts with the linebackers.
0: I mean he he's ripped up all over. Oh yeah, there, there's no doubt about it, and he's going to be a, certainly. One to watch, I think, in this uh, A-Day game. I think that's that's probably the guy – I'm boy, outside of the freshman receivers, he might be the guy I'm most excited about seeing.
1: He is for me and uh, a couple others, uh, Kool-Aid. I mean, you know, so much of A-Day is about the freshmen. The kids we haven't seen, that's everybody gets excited about. The kids we have yet to see. And if you know what you're looking for – kool-aid is fun to see now is he gonna pick off two balls and return a punt for a touchdown and 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 all that stuff no you gotta remember this isn't a full speed real game but i think if you watch kool-aid mckinstry play cornerback and see all the other things he does on the field it will not take a forrest davis you know to pick him out and say oh goodness mckinstry mckinstry is every bit as good as the hype uh so I'm, I'm I'm excited about him. Yes, uh, one or two of the young receivers, it would be great if they stepped up and played good in the game because I'm not sure that any of them have proven in practice to this point they're ready to be SEC starters. So it would be nice if in a more game-like situation that one of them stepped up. And uh, let's see if the offensive line can do any better against this pass rush, and I'm talking about any offensive line that's put on the field, be it the first team or the second team, we shouldn't be shocked if Evan Neal doesn't play on on A-Day. And if he doesn't, there's a good chance the the starting left tackle is going to be Tommy Brockermeyer. And while he'll get to play the backup outside linebackers, who are Drew Sanders and Chris Braswell, (laughs) who are not easy to block, that means that the second team left tackle would then be Amari Kite. And then Amari Kite is tasked with blocking Will Anderson and Chris Allen. So you can see what – that's a tough matchup for Amari. It'll be a tough matchup for any experienced tackle in all of college football. But for a kid who hasn't played like Amari, that's not a math exam. That's calculus.
0: be a problem. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's going to be a problem.
1: Who do you Um, think – I'm going to ask you a question. You're always asking questions. I'll ask you first just because, I mean, it's just impossible to predict. But uh, throw a dart at the board and uh, give me your MVP as far as the the likely MVP, not the lineman of the game or the defensive player of the game, but just who's the MVP of A-Day.
0: You know, I'm going to say it's going to be Bryce Young. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. And I think it's going to be one of those things that even if he doesn't deserve it, I think they're going to want to give it to him to, to, to boost morale. What do you think? I like it.
1: No, no. I like it. And I think that it's highly, that, that might even be the smartest pick. Um, I will I say for Robinson because he's likely to get the most carries, and he's playing against a backup defense. And I want to say Roy Dell Williams, who may, you know, if if, if the last week's scrimmage was a day and who was the MVP, it might have been Roy Dell. Um, so I kind of want to say him. But I'm going to take more of a, a flyer here. They're going to work on throwing it. And this will surprise some people, and if I'm right, I just got lucky. But I'm going to go with Javon Baker as uh, as the MVP. Now, he's going to have to catch enough balls from Bryce and whoever, Bryce is, uh, whoever the number two quarterback is on Bryce's team. But I'm going to go with Baker because I think there's going to be a concerted effort to throw it quite a bit. The starting wide receivers with Mechie out are Baker and Bolden. They, you know, Baker and Bolden they play a lot, and of course Billingsley splits wide a lot. Um, But Baker and Bolden would be the leading receivers on the starting offense. So, so I'm going Javon Baker. But in all honesty, if I was posting odds like on a Vegas board, your pick of Bryce Young would have better odds than Baker.
0: Jimmy, let me. If you're going to post odds, you need to go to uh, betonline.com betonline.ag, I should say, betonline.ag is where you want to get everything you want to bet on over there. You can probably bet on A-Day. I'm not 100%, but if you can't, it's just because you can't bet on A-Day anywhere if you can't bet on A-Day at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, get that 50% welcome bonus, thank me Jimmy, make money, TV. You can bet on football. You can bet on futures. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can play roulette. You can play all these various things. BetOnline.ag. It's so much fun. Easy to get paid. Easy to pay. Very fun stuff. BetOnline.ag. It's the one betting website that we recommend with the Locked On family. Be sure to use that promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. So if you put in 100, you get 150 to play with. It's kind of a big deal betonline.ag. Then there's Kaleidoscope Media. Look, our friends, Michael and Cassie Moore down there in Baldwin County, they are here to help you with your remodel. They are here to help you with a rendering. They're here to help you just get whatever it is you need uh, done around that house or help you with your whole new home build. Architectural visualization is what they specialize in. Michael and Cassie Moore, husband and wife team, Michael, a decorated disabled veteran, two tours in Iraq. Thank him for his service. Go check out kal-media.com, kal-media.com, and just give them a whirl. See what you think. I'm telling you, you're gonna love them. They're great people. They love to help folks, and they wanna help you bring your home dreams to life. Kal-media.com, kal-media.com. Michael and Cassie Moore wanna help you. They're right there in Baldwin County. They're Alabama fans, we think, and they're super people. So go check them out, kal-media.com. All right, Jimmy, really quickly on the last segment. um, The NCAA has apparently said they're going to track IP addresses for coaches who give out passwords for illegally contacting people in the uh, transfer portal. Um, That's so stupid. Come on. Y'all aren't going to do nothing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I read the story and, and didn't even really fully follow what it what it meant. I mean, to me, it's just that's that's a non-story until it becomes a story. But the bigger story, in of itself, remains the size of the portal and the number of kids in it. I know people get tired of you know Jimmy Let Go of 1981. It's a new sport. It's a new world. Go with the flow. Embrace the change. Look, what I I want for these kids beyond the sport they're playing, which we get way too focused on, and we also think of college football as Keaton Slovis and JT Daniels and Spencer Rattler, and not realize you're talking about the top 1% of the athletes that play the sport. Most people that play college football are the third team linebacker at Kansas State. You know, the rules are about him, too. And what, what, what I want for all of those kids is to graduate. And I know that sounds old school and probably the only person that agrees with me is Nick Saban. But I want these kids to graduate, and you cannot convince me that the transfer portal is good for graduation rates. How, how is some kid going to go to two or three colleges and all the credits and do they transfer and does he graduate? There's no question that the transfer portal means this. Kids are putting sports first. Kids are putting playing time first. Kids are putting what they're playing is more important than what they're studying. And and I realize I'll never change the world when it comes to that. But the transfer portal is not good for graduation rates. And I wish some groups, I'll even name one off the top of my head. This will get people all fired up. But, But just listen to what I'm saying. I wish someone like the NAACP, that group in particular, would stand up and go, wait a minute. Let's wait a minute here are all these transfer and all these rules that you're introducing into college football and college basketball, are they helping these kids graduate? Are you trying to push them out of school so that they become professional employees at the age of 18 or 19 and they're going to have a three-year career and then they're going to be 21, 22 years old and out of sports and no way to pay for college? I mean, I wish some group like that would stand up and say, you know, let's get back on track here and talk about all the great things that education does for all the kids that play college sports because that is being lost. I swear it used to be the number one priority, and I don't know, what's it, the number nine priority now? And and how is that doing these kids any good at all? I know the rules are unfair to a famous player like Spencer Rattler, but the rules also apply to that third team outside linebacker from Kansas State. What's he going to get paid? What's he getting in the NIL deal? Are you kicking him out of school and making him an employee of Kansas state university? How is that helping that kid when he's 40 and 50 years old? So
0: Jimmy, let me say this too, that here's something I thought about last night. We talked about it on sports Blitz. You know, everybody wanted the transfer portal and we talked about how that transfer portal can work both ways. I mean, obviously whether or not you agree, Alabama kind of pushed Langston Wilson out the door. That's what happened. But, and I'm not a huge fan of it, but you know, when, when you set up the system this way, those things are going to begin to happen. Alabama's not the only place that's doing it. Everybody's doing it. You don't think Auburn politely nudged Jamal Johnson to, hey, you could really kick ass at UAB guy. Um, yeah, that's what they did. Because they thought they could upgrade, because they want to win, because winning's important. That's how you keep your job. But the, but here's one other thing I thought about. The transfer portal, sure, it's great for some dudes, like a Mac McClung, who has now transfer, gotten in the transfer portal twice, right? Okay, but what about the dude whose spot he took that would have gone to Texas Tech, that loves Texas Tech, that Texas Tech would have given a scholarship to, had Mac McClung not taking that spot. And now Matt McClung's like, okay, I want out of Texas Tech. Well, there was a dude, I'm sure, who would have gone to Texas Tech, who would have been pretty good, who would have uh, run his scrotum over hot coals to be at Texas Tech, yet he can't be at Texas Tech anymore because Matt McClung took that spot. And so what I'm saying is we think we're helping the players. No, we're helping the star players. We're not helping <laughs> – Everybody, like you said, and it's and and I think we have gotten away from it. And look, we have we have completely sold all of our collective souls. You know, it's funny. Last night we also this maybe I don't know if this is going to tie in nail or not, but let me say it. Last night we got into a debate because my co-host is an Auburn fan for Sports Blitz, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, ESPN are only showing one SEC uh, spring game. Guess who it is? Alabama." I'm like, "Okay, who do you want them to show? You want them to show?" Um, Auburn spring game? I mean, they've got a new coach. Nobody knows anything about him. The new coach is not very dynamic. Nobody knows anything about him. They haven't won anything in a while. So you want them to show Auburn so that they get less viewers just because you think that's fair? Or you want them to show LSU, who every week comes out with some new uh, either sexual issue or uh, probation (laughs) issue or strong-ass offer issue? You want them to put LSU on? Or do you want them to put... I don't know, uh, Texas A&M on, who, again, they don't draw the same eyeballs as Alabama. It, it And then if you put Georgia on, you'd have the same gripe that, hey, all they do is show Alabama and Georgia. So my point is, see, Alabama gets the most eyeballs right now. It hadn't always That's been right. that way. When Mike Dubose was there, we didn't get the most eyeballs. Nobody would show our spring game. We couldn't get our spring game on our own damn jumbotron back when Mike Dubose was there. But, you know, when, you st- when you're winning and you've got a coach that's interesting and you've got players that are fun to watch, you get on television. That's how it works. Why do you think the freaking Lakers are on TV all the time instead of the Sacramento Kings? That's how this works. So, anyway, I'm off my, I'm off my soapbox and i got to go. But I want to tell everybody thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow, and uh, we'll have some more 8 day predictions and talk about uh, who we think is going to really bust out in the eight A game. So Jimmy, roll tight.
1: Roll time.